Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everyone. Summer breakfast with Joel and Fletch. Not Fletch today. We have a replacement interchange card has come out and this hulking man from one big man to another. Biggest quads in Sydney, I reckon. The great missile. I feel like a couple of young fellas doing their best from Port Macquarie. It feels like 2MC. Remember 2MC? <laughs> yes. How are you, missile? Actually, no, up in, uh, up in Port Macquarie, Joel, um, he probably would have been doing his thing when you were around. A Strawny. It was Strawny's brekkie show. He's been, oh, on, yeah. he's been on air in Port Macquarie for the best part of 30 years, I think. Just yeah. retired this year. Guess who took over? Who? His son. Oh. Strawny 2.0. That's that how it right? works in Port Macquarie. Oh, that's yeah, good. that's right. I tell you what, you, it's easily to get confused in Port Macquarie. I reckon in Port Macquarie, and hello to all the listeners up there listening via the app. I reckon Port Macquarie, and Port Macquarie Pearl listens, by the way, uh, would have the most roundabouts in Australia. Would you oh, say that? Easily. Easily. And still none of the locals know how to use them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we say hello however you're tuning in. We mentioned the app, the SEN app. You can download the SEN app at the App Store or the Google Play Store. We say hello to our listeners through Sydney, 11.70am, 6.93 in Brisbane, 16.20 on the Gold Coast. And maybe you're listening belatedly. Maybe it's a Saturday morning for you as you listen to this Friday morning show on the podcast. Motorola Open Line. We play Ears Up Radio here. Not Eyes Up Football Missile. Ears Up Radio. <laughs> We're here to listen to our um, listeners. So call through on the Motorola Open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You can check out the latest smartphones from Motorola.com.au. Now each and every it's been a long week, missile, and uh, each and every morning I've turned up, I've got quite early here, and there's a car waiting for me in the parking lot. That car wasn't there this morning, and I've been consistent with my arrival time. He's battered and bruised and fresh from the chili peppers. Brooksy, wake up. Oh, gentlemen, listeners, it was great. It was good. I, I've got that under my belt going uh, and coming home by 12.30. Uh, but it was a great gig. There, a, a mate went to a Brisbane, the Brisbane gig. He sent me through the set list. They did a totally different set list in really? Sydney. But they can because they've got so many hits. Mm. Like It was like Soul to Squeeze, Californication, By the Way, you, the songs that you know you would have heard. And... It was full. It was absolutely full. Ketis was good. He stayed on, like last time I went, he sort of drifted off oh, yeah. from time to time. Is, is he clean, like, is he clean skin at the moment or is he bender mode? I think he's clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, Post Malone, supporting act. He was great. Post Malone and Flea uh, were great entertainment throughout the night. And that's what, like, I was thinking about how many uh, bands have the lead singer, who yeah. obviously he's the voice of the band, but you've got Flea and Chad Smith, the drummer, who looks exactly like Will Ferrell. Yeah, like really. A dead ringer. Like, they're, they could be twins. But, like, they bring so much um, to the band other than Anthony Kiedis. Mm. And John Frusciante is really good. He's an amazing guitarist. So these the four of them, and they just, like, work off each other. So even when the songs are done... And they, they just start riffing, mm. like Flea and, and John will riff together, or um, Chad and Flea will riff with the drums and the guitar and the bass, and it's just like a really good entertainment spectacle. The Chili Peppers when they're on. What's the crowd like at a Chili Peppers gig this day oh. and age? Because you're more your age, like thirties, forties. It, it's right. It's it's 
three generations. Young kids as well. That's yeah, yeah. There was you could see there was people in their fifties and sixties. Yeah. They and go you hard. Saw kids. What does a fifty-year-old do at a concert? Do they go hard. <laughs> oh, they're, yeah, but they're on their feet or just sitting down. Yeah, a bit fucking. of both. I think yeah. the thing is they've got that versatility where they've yeah. got that old like. Um, Rock, like heavy, like sort of punk rock sort of yeah. vibe. But then they've got a few albums that are a bit slower as they've got older. Mm. And, you know, you're sort of just like swaying and bobbing and, you know, you're not really getting into it a la Post Malone, which is sort of... standing seats or were you I was like, sitting, were you mosh pit or... No, we were in yeah. the front row of the yeah. seats, but... You know, you you depict what happens, right? Because if you stand, everyone else stands. So some of the big older songs got up for. But, yeah, it was a great experience. They're worth seeing, Dan. I know you're going later in the week, and you might have a different set list to what Brisbane and we had, <laughs> but there's still plenty of songs to be had. If you go to a concert, band. Joel, do you get up on your feet and sing the songs or are you a bit more reserved? And, and I always find you kind of got to match the energy of your missus when you go to these things. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got asked one time. So we were at, I was at a Maroon 5 concert. Not my proudest moment. Went with the missus because she's a big yeah. fan. But we got seats. <laughs> yeah, right. We got seats in this box at, uh, at one of the stadiums at Homebush. And uh, we're in the front row of this, this box. And my missus is up on her feet dancing and singing. And the hosts of it, whoever the sponsor was or whatever, came and asked her to sit down. No. Yeah, at what? a concert. At a concert. So I always feel awkward because she brings like full bore energy to these things. Yeah. And I kind of half ass. But her. was she sort of one out of, say, 30 people around her up and about? That Pretty makes much. it hard. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah that makes <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of thinking wines might have played a part in this. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. We need to introduce yeah. our man, Lieutenant Dan, um, a.k.a. the regurgitator, says Brian Fletcher. <laughs> Now, this is – you've heard of David Copperfield, haven't you? Yeah. But what's he renowned for being a great what? Magician. A great magician, right? I tell you, he's under siege because our man, Lieutenant Dan, he hosts a program called The Trade Hour. Yeah. He knows nothing about any kind of trade, <laughs> right? And the best part is, so therefore he's trying to get through talking sport. So he's hosted this morning's show knowing nothing about trades when it comes to The Trade Hour – how many balls of the Big Bash did you watch, Dan? I uh, stayed up for all of it, Joel. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't catch much of it. Did you watch, watch much of it? None, you said. Uh, yeah. How much did you watch? I, I watched uh, the bulk of it. Did you? Yeah. Okay. How are you, Lieutenant? Very, very well. How are yeah. you? Yeah, outstanding. But you I'll get better. survived the week. Well done. Yes. Uh, 1-300-01-1170 <laughs> is the way to have your say. Bakes has been there from the get-go. He's drawn barrier one and he's about to charge out of the gates. Hello, Bakes. G'day boys, how we doing? We're going good, Bakes. What's happening? Mate, uh, Missile, how excited are you about Josh Reynolds getting his top 30 spot? Oh yeah, pumped, Bakes. That was a really nice video. They did the, uh, the did you see this, Joel? They did the slideshow presentation. Fantastic. They said this guy's got a, got the dog in him. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, to announce Josh Reynolds. I think it's a fairy tale story, Bakes. I just hope he gets on the field at some point this year as well. I think if he gets on the field, it'll be like when he played at Belmore against Melbourne and he came off the bench, the crowd just went ballistic. Yeah, yep, yep. I was at that game. Do you remember that, Joel? I do. Yeah, so yeah. they, like, chaired him off yep. on their shoulders. I think it was it was going to be one of his last games for the Bulldogs, but this time he's back. I reckon yeah. origin time, Bakes, when Burton goes to play 5-8 for New South Wales. There you go, early prediction. Ooh. I'm calling yeah. Josh Reynolds into the halves for the Bulldogs. A mate, a mate of mine that's a Bulldog supporter, he's totally off the idea. He's totally off it. See, that would be swimming he, um, against the tide, thinks, though, wouldn't it? Oh, definitely. He thinks the money would have been better spent on a younger player who's probably going to get a go. Yeah. 
But, Bakes, my thing is this, right, is, and I think Dale Finucane's played a major hand, and Sonny Bill Williams was credited with the, I know he played terrifically well in 2013 to win the comp for the Roosters, but they say the key thing for Sonny Bill Williams was him turning up, raising standards, and if you're getting mm. 1% extra or 2% extra out of the whole group, yeah, how effective that can be. And Dale yeah. Finucane's clearly done that at the Sharks. I think Josh Reynolds, his part for Canterbury, Bakes is doing that. Just the energy that yep. he brings, I think, is enough. Like that's hundred percent, hundred percent. The energy he brings, it'll just, it'll lift at that one and two percent, which is you know what they need. Yep, uh, I totally agree, Bakes. Uh, any tips? I know you like your ponies. Any tips you like for the weekend? Oh, probably, probably go with Mossy's one in Newcastle tomorrow. The halo in the last. Oh yeah. Big win too, first up it was at a big price. 17 bucks, I think yeah. it was. Bakes, enjoy your Friday. Appreciate the call. And, uh, yeah, I think Josh Reynolds also is a terrific signing. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the Motorola open line. Morning, immortals. Protest, protest. <laughs> Lismore, New South Wales, puts Port Macquarie to shame when it comes to roundabouts. <laughs> Iron Bronco. I didn't know that Lismore was sick for that. You ever been to Lismore? Yeah, I have. Did you ever go to the? We used to do like sports camps up there or whatever. I think we played football up there as well. Not like Gainsworth. No, no, at that private uh, boys' school up there. Is it like Woodlands? The John's, John's Woodlawn. Yeah, Woodlawn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had to do a few camps. We stayed up Woodlawn. I tell you what, that's <laughs> one of the great. Lives. Hello to all the listeners from Woodlawn. Were they perennial uh, Commonwealth Bank Cup? Oh, weapons High in the school, combat like cup. You would see, like, oh, they're through to the quarterfinals yeah. or yeah. semis. We like, would, as uh, as McKillop, McKillop High School in Port Macquarie, yeah. that was the, the Catholic high school, we'd do the uh, Arrival Live Cup. First round might be, like, Port High or West Port High. Like, we'd get through that. Second round, maybe Camden Haven or something, get yeah. through that. Third round, Woodlawn. And they do, like, scholarships for football players, uh, country football players, and we'd just get towed up by them. Yeah. I, I've got a feeling... The former Manly player, Albert Torrens, might have come through uh, St. John's Woodlawn. Anyway, have your say. Now, boys, today, gee, time flies. Today, have we got that little clip there, Dan, of a, a little song that I grew up with? But I knew I was out of luck the day the music died. Okay. American Pie. Don, How old are you? Well, this is, this is the thing. So Don McLean, right? So do you know yeah. what this song's about, Miss song? No. So the song is called The Day the Music Died. And yeah. this song relates to the plane crash of Buddy Holly, yes, the Big Bopper, yes. and Richie Valens. So what would happen was they were on this tour and, and the conditions were brutal. So the point where they're getting to the later stages of the tour and Buddy Holly, who was the biggest star of the lot, he said, no, nah, I've had enough of this. Mm. We're done with the bus. I'm going to charter a plane. So Buddy Holly organises a plane, but there's only other two other seats. So in the end, the big bopper was really, really crook. So Waylon Jennings says, you know what, bopper, you can have my seat. So he gives the seat to, to uh, the big bopper, and he in jest, he says to Buddy Holly and to the big bopper, and I hope your plane crashes, right? This is Waylon Jennings, gives yep. up his seat. Yep. He was one of the senior statesmen, gives up his seat. So there's one seat left, and it's between Richie Valens and the other person is Tommy Allsup, and it came down to a coin toss. Richie Valens won the coin toss. He decided to jump on the plane. So on the plane, it's the Big Bopper, Buddy Holly, and Richie Valens. Yeah. On this day in 1959, the plane crashed. All three in the pilot died in Iowa, and that's the day the music died. These big stars dying in a plane crash.
So it made me think that song there, American Pie, that's the song I grew up with. You know, when I think about my upbringing and you think about, you know, your parents back in the day and having a few drinky poos and there's a song that always comes out. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. me, American Pie is that song. We've all got that one song that we go back to. The day the music died for me, the American Pie. What's your one, Miss Hop? My dad was a big Beatles guy. Uh, in my younger years, he was he was real into Gary Glitter and the Glitter Band, but then uh, <laughs> he had a fall from grace. <laughs> <laughs> a big fall. <laughs> Gary Glitter. So he was a uh, he was a big Beatles man. So all, all their greatest hits, like, and we would often be driving from uh, Port Macquarie down to Sydney for swimming events yes. and stuff, and he just he had control of the the cassette player, and it was Beatles all the way to Sydney. Yeah. I remember back then it used to take five and a half, six hours. I remember you used to go over Bulladilla Mountain. That's and right. It was a shocker yeah. of a drive. Um, so Nabiak. Yeah, <laughs> Nabiak. Yeah. We'd, have, we'd have six hours of Beatles. So, um, And I actually ended up playing. We did a, a big school musical, and it was basically music across all the ages. And I ended up being uh, lead singer of the Beatles doing oh, She Loves you? Me. Oh, really? <laughs> On stage, yeah. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, in the, uh, in the primary school musical. <laughs> oh, J- James Lennon. How good is that? What about you, uh, Lieutenant Dan? Yeah, my dad was a big Rolling Stones uh, man. So I was actually lucky enough to see the Rolling Stones at a core in about 2005. So, yeah, all their big hits always got played in our house when I was young. Great band. Still oh, going as well. Fantastic. Yeah. So let us know. What, what was the... The song that you just, it's synonymous with your upbringing. What was yours, Brooksy? Uh, Hotel California, the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Like that mm. riff, that, yeah. to start it, and no, I'm not going to do it. But, uh, yeah, it was that album, Hotel California. That Desperado. A lot. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like all our parents were a similar age demographic. Mm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that but I heard that quite a bit yeah. growing up as well. And That's I a heard great American tune. Pie. Even just like last, going back to the concert last night, some of the, the sounds of uh, the Chili Peppers, it just reminds me, like under the bridge, I remember when I was little, trying to record songs off the radio on a yeah. cassette, trying to get the good in and out and Did you ever stuff. make a cassette mixtape for a girl yeah. at school? No, I went to an all-boys school. Man, oh, that you is went to romantic. an all-boys school. <laughs> yeah, one of my mates got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to do we used to do CDs and stuff for each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'd be like it was in the Napster era. Yeah, and oh, you'd yeah. download, and it took you about three days to download an album. Yeah. So when you got an album from a friend, you it was just like, oh, they used not only their download speed, but three days of their time to burn a CD for you. Yeah, I remember sitting there and like pressing stop, pause, like yeah, to try yeah. and record on the on the cassette player and yep. then that, well, that was the ultimate romantic gesture right is to give a mixtape to yeah. a girl at school it spun me out when i moved to sydney see coming from the country no such thing as a same-sex school and when i moved down to sydney um lived with a couple of boys in sydney um who were swimmers started talking to them about going to a same-sex school and it just completely spun me out because yeah. as a at a at a co-ed school you spend I don't know, 80% of your time trying to impress the girls in class. I was like, what did you spend all your time doing? So much free time. Um, That's probably why they get better marks. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Miss Ola and I went to the same school up in Port Macquarie. And and I came down, and it was, as you said, co-ed. I came down and uh, went to the Dragon. So I went to uh, Cogramaris Brothers, which was an all-boys school. And I immediately noticed the application. 
They yeah, they okay. were so far in front of us <laughs> with with our distractions up there in Port. They were so yeah. far in front of us. Yeah. Anyway, hit the open line Got behind uh, us in other ways, Joel. Yeah, they are, they are, <laughs> yes, nice wink too. Uh, this is the breakfast edition of the run home. The missile Magnuson here. He's ready to rock and roll. Lieutenant Dan Brooks. He's struggling, but we'll help him through <laughs> the next two hours and forty minutes. Uh, a break and back with more. Uh, stack of text messages, calls waiting there as well. We'll get to those uh, just in a moment. Bondi Jack. He has come off the back fence and just ripped into the Sixers. Uh, hello to you, Bondi Jack. Have your say on the Motorola open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Just before we move on to the calls, Pipeline is underway in the WSL and Steph Gilmore chasing number nine World Championship. She's in the water at the moment, Miss Olin. And uh, there's a text here coming in from Brian from Bondi <laughs> suggesting that the missile has been spotted Surfing. Now, that's not what caught my attention. Yep. I don't believe I've ever seen this from a male. Mm. Surfing in budgie smugglers. Yeah. Is that true? It is. It's true. Um, I've been going for a few surfs this summer, trying to get into it more. It's my first summer in Bondi. Yeah. I'm embracing the culture. Uh, well, not really. The culture's not surfing in budgies. Well, I'm changing the culture. Yeah. <laughs> Making it acceptable. Um, I've tried, like, I've, I've got a wetsuit, Joel. I've tried it on. It's too tight in the wrong places. And if you go a bigger size, it just lets water into the wetsuit, fills up, no good. So I've been surfing in just in board shorts. And then the other day, I was like, you know what? I, I could be a bit freer than this. Yeah. So I whipped off the board shorts <laughs> <laughs> in the budgie smugglers, paddled out the back, sat up on my board on the budgie smugglers. Nobody said anything to me. I got a few. Like nobody said anything to you at all. Like did they completely distance themselves from you? <laughs> no, no, I was, I was in the, I was in the middle of the pack, sitting out the back there. But um, are you comfortable in that environment? Are you happy? Sort of. Are you good with the surfing click? I'd feel totally out of it. Uh, I did a lot growing up in Port Macquarie, yeah. so I know the scene and I know the etiquette and all of that stuff. So I'm pretty polite in the surf and I know how it all works. But I'm not good at surfing at the moment. Right. Um, so I'm kind of trying to find my place in the hierarchy when you sit out the back there. You've got your local old boys who are really good. Then you've got your really good young Are they welcoming surfers. or not really? Nah. Nah. Nah, not welcoming. Not at, not really at Bondi. Nah. Um, so I'm trying to find my place in the scene. And a six foot five guy in budgie smugglers probably doesn't help. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I stand out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't. Uh, there's not a lot of chat out the back there. People aren't paddling up and asking me how my day's been. But yeah. uh, uh, I enjoy it and the freedom. I tell you, I stand up in the yeah. budgie smugglers, letting it all hang loose. Okay, <laughs> I've got a solution for you. This will do two things, right? This will get you some street cred out in the water. Yeah, it will um, improve your performance. I've got no doubt okay. about this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but do you maintain the record for the fastest ever in a textile suit? Yeah. That's you, mate. Get Wear a textile suit. Textile suit Ooh. out of the surf. That's you, mate. Yeah, I like it. That's setting I a trend. I like it. That is setting a trend. That's setting a trend. By the way, Miss Ola, I want to um, commend you here. I, I think it's totally understated. In 2011, you, for the first time, become a world champion. Is that right? That's right. Yep. So I, I thought about that, and I thought, you're sharing the number one spot in the world mm. with the likes of Novak Djokovic was number one in the world for tennis. Usain Bolt, number one. So you were number one for 100 metres in swimming, yep. 100 metres on the land, Usain Bolt. Yeah. Magnuson, Bolt, Djokovic, list goes on. It's bloody huge, mate. Yeah, it's weird when you look back on it, and it, it, it honestly feels like a different lifetime now that I'm retired. 
but uh, we did a few events around the time and stuff like that where they had um, like fastest men in the pool, fastest men on land and stuff yeah. like that with, with Usain Bolt. And at the time, you're so caught up in it, you don't even stop to think. And it's not now until like I, I do swim clinics and stuff for young kids. This time of year, I do a bunch. I was out in Camden the other day, Jimmy Smith's backyard, doing oh, yeah. swim clinics with the kids. And uh, when you say that line, line, like, you know, I was the fastest man in the world and, uh, you know, the fastest man in history at the time, then you, you kind of reflect on it. You're like, that's bizarre, completely bizarre. Well, you think about, like, all the schools – you're trying to be the fastest in your school, in your age group. Yeah. But then you extend it to fastest in your school full stop. Then you extend it to fastest in a region in Australia, any age, and then fastest yeah. any age in the world. Yeah. Mate, it's it, it's ridiculous. It's one of those weird sports. It's like athletics where you go through the levels and you always get to a level and you go, there's a bigger fish in the pond. You know, you'd get, you'd finally win the school carnival, then you go to zone and there's a faster kid from Kempsey or Tyree. Yeah. Then you'd finally make it to state and then there's like five faster kids. No matter where you go, there's always a faster kid. And then you kind of, and, and I had this thing when I was 16, I won nationals for the first time. And uh, I went to Wet n Wild. Yeah, but that's in your own age group, isn't it? That's so, in your own age so group. So somebody's won nationals above and below you oh, and before absolutely. and after. Yeah, so. Yeah. so I was I was 16 and uh, won, won national age for the first time. Went to Wet n Wild with mum and dad and was standing in the line to go on a water slide. I said, Dad, do you know, no matter where we go in Australia, there's no 16-year-old boys that could beat me in a swimming race. And he was like, son, that's so good. Like, I'm so proud of you. You've done yeah. really well. And I had this, the clearest of clear flashbacks when I was standing on the podium at the World Championships and the National Anthem was playing. I had the clearest flashback to Wet n Wild that day saying to my dad, no matter where I go in Australia, I'm the fastest 16-year-old swimmer. Yeah. And you have this really weird feeling where you're like, no matter where I go in the world, there's nobody that could beat me in a swimming race. And at that point in time, no matter where I went in history, there was no one that could have ever beaten That's me in right. a swimming race. And it's very hard thing to get your head around. But I had the clearest flashback of fastest 16-year-old in Australia standing in the line at Wet n wow. Wild to standing on the podium, fastest swimmer in history. Wow. Mate, it's a great story. It, it truly is. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Chris from Rose Bay has been waiting. Hey, Chris. How you going, guys? Um, I just wanted to talk about the cricket last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, – I thought that I thought the Sixers were just going to win it. I mean, based on the fact that the whole core of the uh, the Brisbane side's batting was taken away, um, and I, I, I was just staggered. But what I was more staggered about was um, the wicket last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jim Maxwell said maybe a month ago after the test against South Africa, he said that wicket has to be torn up. I was looking at it last night, and I was thinking, how in God's name? In a final of, of the Big Bash, they could produce a wicket like that at the SCG. It's a fantastic ground. It's got wonderful facilities. Can you explain to me how that wicket could have come to be last night? What was what was wrong I with know. it, Chris? Well, you couldn't hit the ball. No, they? Oh, okay. They couldn't get off the square. I was saying that to Dan earlier here, like watching it last night. It was clear, and, and Dan Christian was having trouble with it as well. They just couldn't get it past the square, and and we. Blame the, the wicket for that. Chris, we've got to go. Appreciate your call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Now, this one, uh, Dunny says, uh, Miss, oh, no one's welcoming at Bondi because no one's from there anymore. There's only like 10 locals, Brian being one of those. <laughs> uh, you know, I've never had a sighting of Fletch at Bondi still. I've been there almost a year now. I've never sighted him. Hmm. 
Well, he, he must he must keep weird hours, Fletch, I reckon. <laughs> because I'm cruising about all the time. I'm thinking I'm gonna bump into him, never see him. Uh, please don't embrace the Bondi culture. The world doesn't need another A grade, says Western Sydney. <laughs> uh, get a room, Joel. Your love for missile sounds sickling. Uh, sounds like the JL interview says Fitzy. Uh, good morning, Jets. Dragon is the nostalgic band for me growing up. My old man would play them every Saturday morning. Rain. Rain is a great song. Yeah. That Rain. was on uh, Guitar Hero. It's a great song. Dragon. Mitch from Warren Park. We appreciate that. Just one last one before we go to the news. Uh, James, Miss Old, do you regret not shaving your chest before the 100-metre final at London? Do you ever this think This guy, of... who are you, Dan? In messages in, like, every show, I don't know. Like, I shave down before every race. So did you Did you not shave down? Mate, look at the footage. Shave yeah. clean. What, why is he saying that? Why are you saying that, Dan? <laughs> I zero one. Uh, there my you go. My brother's name, Dan. Is that my brother? Could be your brother. Who the hell Dan Lieutenant is. Dan, take us to the news. <laughs> Vanessa, thank you very much. Breakfast on SEN with thanks to Brighton's lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's lawyers. Sports update, thanks to Isuzu. Live your own way in the Isuzu MUX. Now, just uh, looking at the WSL, he looks like Steph Gilmore. He's in a fair bit of trouble here. They participate in the heats in threes, and the surfer who runs third in the heats is gone, and um, it looks as though Steph may be in a little bit of Barney Rubble there as far as the heat is concerned. Speaking about the heat, no Barney Rubble for the heat of the cricket variety, upsetting the Sixers in the Challenger and winning by four wickets. Matt Kuhneman started for the heat bowling, restricted the heat, the Sixers rather, nine for 116. Ordinary. No Steve Smith. Ta-da. Mm, yeah. Do you, well, you said you watched last night, but have, have you kept a close eye across the season? Well, no. Yeah, me neither. No. Me neither. Why say? Would you say? I watched. I watched a little bit when Smith and Usman and Manus and those players were around. But the big thing for me it goes too long. Yeah, I lose interest, and I don't feel a real connection to either of the Sydney teams. I think marketing wise, they've maybe missed something there with tribalism, with identifying with the team. And if you're in New South Wales and you live outside of Sydney. Who do you support? Because they're literally called the Sydney Thunder and yes. the Sydney Sixers. Why wouldn't you go like the New South Wales Blues or something like that? Because there's no connection if you live outside of Sydney. Very cool. Well, the Thunder have tried to go down south and play in Canberra and Albury. And I see that's that's great. But you, you're branded as Sydney. Mm. And it's great that you're helping out other areas. But that's the problem that they've got because they yeah. do represent an area. They've got Sydney. I think they should be Western Sydney Thunder and draw a line in the city to create some of what, I guess, what the NRL's got where you've got teams of different parts of Sydney. You've got yeah. Western Sydney Wanderers and Sydney FC. There's a See, line that there. Works. Yeah, There's that a line works. there. The Derby's. What about well. just simply being Thunder, the Thunder? Yeah. So, so not being Sydney Thunder. Would you New prefer South that? Wales Thunder. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> the potentially. Sixers. I mean, like, let's say, for example, Joel, you and I are living in Port Macquarie. Mm. We go, well, which team do you, you support? And in Sydney, they say, what is it east or west of the Anzac Bridge? What if I'm five hours north of it and yeah. don't even know what the Anzac yeah. Bridge is? Yeah. Um, who do I support? And I think what that's done is people are supporting players more than teams. So people will tune in to watch Steve Smith or Dave Warner or, or whoever it may be. But the other thing I've noticed with the Big Bash, when it first started, we had a bunch of ex-stars still playing. So we had Brett Lee, Mitchell Johnson, um, Shane Warne, mm. 
And that piqued my interest because I could no longer watch Shane Warne in the test arena. But, oh, I can tune in. they got Shane Warne mic'd up bowling to Chris Gale. Like, Hussey that was, was one of those. That was, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was really cool. None anymore. None that I can think of. No big ex-test stars that, that are mic'd up and, you know, piquing my interest to tune in. And the, the level of the international stars that they're getting now is way, way, way down on what it was uh, at the start of the Big Bash. The other thing is here for me, and this just seems logical, the grand final is coming up over the weekend. Take you on Perth. And we know the tour was going to happen for India. So yeah. therefore your Smiths, Lubbershanes, they're all gone. Mm. Why would the final have not been last week or the week before? Exactly right. So we've had two lots of people groups leaving the competition. We had the international guys that left after six, seven games. We saw Chris Lynn leave. Really weird. So it's like, oh, don't go, don't go. Oh, no. And then we see our test stars go again. Yeah. You know, halfway through the finals, they were even extended to to because they were like, oh, we need Smith to play in this first game. We need the Brisbane Heat guys to keep mm. playing before. Andrew McDonald was like, no, no, don't worry. We'll... You can prepare a little later. Just play this game because they knew how important it was because they were getting amazing crowds to the Sydney Smash where you could see David Warner and Steve Smith go against each other. They've got an issue there. Like because if people are leaving something Mm. like and you're trying to buy in to to watch it, why? Why are you going to watch it if you're seeing stars leave? It's like if you're watching a TV show and you're loving it and the stars leave for season two, you're not necessarily going to go watch it or – or a second movie or something. Like it's yeah. just you gotta keep people watching. You're going up against not only other sports but other entertainment factors. Missile. Like, yeah. Do you I, I know the broadcasters would not love this conversation, but would you prefer rugby league if it was just play everyone once, sixteen rounds, seventeen teams? As a rugby league fan, less is more. Like would you would you love the game more, you think, if it was reduced to just 16 rounds as a hypothetical? Yes. I think similar, that's, similar to the NFL. Yeah, well, I think that's the one thing you get with the off-season, right? Like, I'm so hungry for rugby league to come back now. By round 24, or that, that little period post-origin, my interest is waning a little bit. And yeah. as a Bulldogs fan, and, and this is quite relatable for anyone whose side can't make the top eight, by the time origin's over, you know you can't make the top eight. I'm only really watching it for the gambling aspect. Yeah, that eight, that, that, that eight weeks is a tough carry, isn't tough it? Tough carry. That's the toughest tough carry because you're carried forward with the origin and all that chat. You're exactly right. Anyway, have your say. Uh, but the Big Bash final is the heat taking on the Scorchers, so we're looking forward to that as well. Steph Gilmore, I think, I think may be gone. We'll get confirmation on that as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 is the way to have your say. The missile straight into the marketing department for the BBL, says Andy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, reach out and not you, Steve Phelps. Next time I get a, a call or a message. Actually, I got one the other day, Brooksy. I got a message from... Um, yeah, the, Dan Lane, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the from media the manager from the yeah. Thunder. And straight away, I'm thinking it's another stitch up. I'm yeah. looking and then I'm going, this is Steve Philp on a burner phone. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll never on. trust it again. We'll get to that a little bit later on, I think. Uh, this one coming through. We're talking about rumours. Fletch loves a rumour and it just kicked off. Roger Tuavasa-Shek, he says, going to the Roosters. That's what Brian Fletcher is is uh, sharing They were anyway. running that on all the news yeah. stations based off his... Off uh, him. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> What's the world come to when <laughs> journalism comes down to something that Brian Fletcher's saying? <laughs> By the way, Alan Wilson, who's a former Shark New South Wales player, he's listening to us on a treadmill in Carringbar at the moment, and he said Roger Tuivasa-Sheik to the Sharks. Really? Ooh, that's what he's at saying. At fullback? 
Well, I don't know. I'd like that. Yeah, it'd have to be. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, I'd love that. Anyway, <laughs> have you say, uh, there has been a protest against themselves here. Thank you, Miss Island. I'm sorry, mate. I meant no offence. I've just heard it over and over again at my daughter's swimming carnivals over the years, etc. It's like an urban myth that you lost that day because you didn't shave. Sorry, guys. Should have known better not to believe in rumours and just Google it. So Dan has since gone to check out your chest hairs. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's unconfirmed reports. <laughs> I wonder where that started. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Wollongong Spanky has no BBL team. Surely Joel Dolphins Kane doesn't think people will be more attached to just thunder or sixes. James is right. BBL is too long and lacks stars. I've been shocked by people's support for the BBL team. Kids' merchandise sales have been amazing. Thanks for the Herman, says uh, the Herman SES, he says Spanky. <laughs> Morning, boys. I agree with the missile BBL season just too long. Besides, when it starts to clash with Survivor and Maths on TV, it's an issue. That's me. Maths. Yep. Loved it in early January, <laughs> but well over it now, says Glenn. Cricket and Big Bash can, can just, you know what, bring on the NRL, says the Kingswood welder. Three switchboard upgrades today, booked in until 10 p.m. for the cutover. About to catch up all the potties from the week. Have a good day, throbbers. <laughs> okay, Willie. Throbbers. Uh, that'll do me. Uh, Dan Googling missile in the morning. Hope he had uh, no morning, yes, uh, says Dunny. <laughs> and thanks, James, for the Grafton tip the other day. Noosa Bronco. Yeah, noble missile. I was in the last race at Grafton. We are talking to Sean Omerod from yeah. Sportsbet. I said, you got a tip for me, Sean. And he was floundering. He said, oh, he put me on the spot missile. I don't have anything. I said, well, here's one for the listeners. Race 7, Gosford, Noble missile, paying 450. I think hadn't won in its last four starts. Boom. Gets up. Wooshka. Wooshka. Did it but- shave, though, before the race? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I stand. Uh, better than Fletcher's tip. He's the only person I've ever met, Brian Fletcher, who's tipped a 58 runner maiden. This horse had ran 58 times, never won, and he was declaring it. <laughs> anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven. That went viral as well, like the Roger Tuivasa shake thing. I think it might have the same outcome. This is the morning edition of The Run Home. Breakfast on SEM with thanks to Brighton's Lawyers. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.